I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thanks, gang. Hey, sports fans. Cam Stewart here with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update for 6 Eastern. Time to get on the grid, everybody. We got breaking news in the NFL, and this is good news for Chief fans and your fantasy team and everybody else. Patrick Mahomes taking part in a full practice this afternoon for the first time since his knee injury. He could make his return in Week 10, but bad news for the New York football Giants. The infirmary keeps growing. The Giants now considering shutting down receiver Sterling Shepard for the rest of the season. He missed Monday's game and is back in concussion protocol. He had bad symptoms that resurfaced before the Cowboys game and it forced him to sit out. Also, New York Giants tight end Evan Ingram expects to miss Sunday's game against the Jets with what the team is calling a midfoot sprain, according to ESPN. With Ingram likely out, Rhett Ellison will take over the starting tight end role for the Giants. They play the Jets and then have a bye week before their next contest against the Bears in the NFL. Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor said today he believes wide receiver A.J. Green will make a season debut Sunday versus the uh, Baltimore Ravens. However, several hours later, Taylor revealed Green's ankle didn't feel right during a team walkthrough, so the Bengals opted to hold him out of practice. Taylor said the pass catcher is now day-to-day, making his status for Week 10 uncertain. Ryan Finley will make his first career start for the Bengals as Andy Dalton sits on the bench. Cleveland Brown head coach Freddie Kitchens announcing today that running back Kareem Hunt will likely suit up for Sunday's game against the Buffalo Bills. The 24-year-old suspended eight games for two violent off-field incidents, including one in which a video emerged of him shoving and kicking a woman in a hotel hallway. Uh, Cleveland signed Hunt back in March. Washington quarterback Dwayne Haskins also expected to keep his starting job after the bye week. In the NBA, the LA Clippers are going to get in reinforcement soon. It appears to be a little more clear that Paul George, his uh, long-awaited Clipper debut is going to come very soon. The Clips are targeting one of their next games next week in back-to-back sets, either against the Houston Rockets November 13th or the New Orleans Pelicans on November 14th for George's return to action. If he plays against the Rockets, he'll likely not suit up against the Pelicans. It's previously reported that PG would be back between uh, mid-November and late November following off-season shoulder surgery. George will already uh, improve a stifling Clippers defense, including Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly. New York Knicks forward Marcus Morris has signed on with Jay-Z's Rock Sports Nation. The vet, previously a client of uh, Rich Paul's Clutch Sports, would parted ways after a turbulent off-season of free agent negotiations and went sour. He backed out of a two-year $20 million deal with the Spurs to sign a one-year $15 million deal with the New York Knicks. Raptors forward Patrick McCaw out at least four weeks after uh, having knee surgery to remove a mass behind his left knee. Nine games in the NBA tonight. New York at Detroit. Pistons minus three and a half, 206 and a half. Washington at Indiana, the Pacers laying three and a half, 226 is your total. 7.30 action, Chicago now favored, minus one in Atlanta, 221 and a half your total. Golden State at Houston Rockets, minus 15 and a half, 229 and a half is the over-under. Sacramento at Toronto, Raps, minus eight, 219. Eight o'clock, mini minus four and a half at Memphis, 226. 8.30 action, Orlando at Dallas, Mavericks laying six and a half, 208. Nine o'clock, Philly at Utah, Jazz, minus 2210. 10 o'clock, we got Milwaukee minus six at the clip joint, 228.5. NCAA top 25, 7 o'clock action. Green Bay at 23, Purdue. Boilermakers, 23 point favorites, 151. Notre Dame at number nine, UNC. Good game. Tar Heels not, minus nine and a half, 148. 830, Cincinnati at 18, Ohio State. Buckeyes minus five and a half, 143. Northern Arizona at 22, Arizona. Wildcats minus 23, 146 your total. And at nine, 11, Virginia laying three at Syracuse, 122 is your total. 
one game in the NCAA football uh, tonight. Mac action on Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Miami of Ohio at Ohio. Bobcats minus 7, 56 and a half. Just two games in the NHL on the ice tonight. We got 8 o'clock action. Detroit at New York. Rangers minus 155, 6 and a half. St. Louis at Edmonton at 8.30. Oilers, they're laying a buck 45 and five and a half is the total in that hockey game. We got Champions League soccer today. Lots of big, big scores in this one. If you like goals, this is your day for Champions League soccer. Let me tell you, uh, Real Madrid smoking Galatasaray 6-0 the final there. Tottenham over Cervana 4-0 was the final. We have uh, Atlanta and Man City, they tied at one. Uh, that's a that's a final. Bayern Leverkusen beat Atletico Madrid two to one. PSG over Bruges one to nothing. Bayern Munich took out Olympiacos two nil. And Juventus over Lokomotiv Moscow two to one. Europa League Arsenal and Vittoria de Garmes paid to a one one draw. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morencio's hour two of Red Heat and Rage. I uh, will talk to Gamblue. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for dropping by with Playbook.com. You guys pick it up. It's great stuff. And Gamblue, we'll talk some football, some fights, and a whole lot more with our friend. So stay tuned. Hour two of Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid is coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Let's roll. Level two. I'm seeing on Twitter and I'm seeing on uh, ESPN and everywhere else. Ooh, the sky is falling because Kawhi Leonard's not playing tonight. How dare Kawhi Leonard not play uh, this evening? As there's like sheer anger about this. Like uh, the Skip Baylesses and uh, here's this, this clown show, uh, Nick Wright, dude. I love all these guys, too. They put, like, an extra layer of seriousness on their face, Cam. You know what I mean? Like, Stephen <laughs> yeah, A. Like, I got it on here. Stephen A. Smith. No, like, Stephen A. Smith is courtside. They're talking about Kawhi Leonard. He looks like, like, basically, I've seen people reporting from war zones with less serious look on, on their face. Same thing. Like, this Nick Wright guy. <laughs> You put the suit on and basically look like you basically just have to take a dump. Like, you know, I notice this stuff, Cam. Like, I watch a lot of cable news and, like, um, like you know, if you watch CNN, their anchors have, yeah, like, thing. they only have two or three. Yeah. They have two or three faces. They have two or three faces. Uh, Brooke Baldwin's big on it. She's got her concerned look where, like, she looks, like, worried. Yeah. <laughs> she has her sort of fake shock, like that fake shock look. Yeah. Um, or they have the fake smile, right? Like, they, they're actors, these people. So, Stephen A. Smith, like, Stephen, I ask you, are you really this concerned that Kawhi Leonard's not playing tonight? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or is it, you know... Everything's just got to be overblown. And it's funny, they go to Woj, Wojanowski, the insider, and he's got, like, just a smile on his face. Hey, guys, got to be here. Like, Stephen yeah, Smith's so, like, yeah, exactly. let me be it's clear. <laughs> uh, like, you know, whatever, man. I, I'm assuming, you know, it's just, what, what network is this game on? I want to check what network this game is on here tonight. Like, is the game even on ESPN? I'm assuming it'd be a TNT game, right? It's an ESPN game? Oh, so the Bucks and the Clippers, the ESPN game? 
Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, now we know why you're so upset. <laughs> like, they're freaking. Like, he should be fine. The Clippers can't, like, it's hilarious. Trey Wingo, of all people. Trey Wingo hasn't watched a oh, basketball game in 30 years. The guy covers football only. <laughs> He's like, it's unacceptable. Like, the Kawhi's not playing tonight. It's unacceptable. You know what's unacceptable? The San Antonio Spurs messing Kawhi's leg up for a year. How's that for unacceptable? You know, Cam, he left us and I'm defending him. So you know how strongly I feel about this then. Yep. Yep. Like you would I say, agree. get bent. Suck it, Trey Wingo. Here's the thing. Who cares what you say? You can't tell a They're playing tomorrow night, Cam. They're playing the Portland Trailblazers. They're playing the Blazers tomorrow night. That game counts more than Eastern Conference game. It's the way it works. Grow up. I agree. It's the way it works. And then you're all you praise Kawhi in the playoffs when he's lighting it up. Oh, it's a good thing you have load management. Exactly. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage. We're in a level two here. Yeah, this Kawhi stuff now, this is getting me. Everything's uh, everything's like a hot to- topic button with me right now. But And look, Kawhi left Toronto even. But this stuff, it's funny. ESPN's freaking out. And, oh, what a coincidence. The game's on ESPN tonight. So they did the all-day yep. uh, Kawhi bash fest all day. Trey Wingo, you don't even watch the NBA, bro. You don't even watch the NBA. All you talk about is the NFL all the time, and quite boringly, I might add. Um, I like Trey Wingo, too. He acts like he's, like, the only one that watches the NFL in the world. Well, I watch this league. He drops this to everyone all the time. It's like, yeah, I know, Trey. We we get it. You watch the NFL, buddy. Thanks. Uh, So, yeah, Trey Wingo's upset. I wonder when the last time Trey Wingo bought a ticket is. Um, I guarantee you. Clipper fans know. They're like, yeah, I'd rather have Kawhi healthy and ready for, for the playoffs. Um, And what you think long term, but it's comical. I guarantee you, if LeBron James, if this was LeBron James instead of Kawhi Leonard, ESPN would be praising him for thinking smart. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, LeBron, he's he's desperate. He wants to win a championship. He's not selfish. He doesn't care about They would spin it. They would say LeBron is so unselfish, he doesn't need to pad his stats in a meaningless game. He's saving himself for the playoffs. But since it's Kawhi, and Kawhi is somehow some crook that's stealing money from the NBA and screwing every fan, I got to tell you, I'm betting on this game tonight, and as you would say, Cam, and as Joe Namath would say, I could care less if Kawhi Leonard plays. <laughs> like, what do I care? You could it's a game, like Lou says all the time. Struggling. Yeah, about these fights. Struggling. About these fights, I don't care about anything. Like, all I can do is bet the fight they put on TV. Right? That's the same thing. The NBA plays 82 games. You want this guy to play every damn night because Trey Wingo wants him to? How about, hey, hey, Trey Wingo, 
How about you do a less boring show every day? Blow me. Let's bring in Gamblu right now. What's up, Lou? Gamblu. Not too much, but I, but I can tell you one thing, listeners and Cam. I ain't getting in the way of Gabe today. <laughs> oh, you're not Gamblu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Lou. And I thought I thought uh, I won't ask Lou his opinion on this because yeah, like he'll just go. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. Gamble doesn't want to get into the Twilight argument, Gabe. You guys already had some uh, like, yeah. I really don't know much about the NBA, and I don't like, well, you have to have an answer, Lou. <laughs> no, that's funny, Lou. All right, so uh, they're going to Russia. Uh, Russia, Moscow. Wow, UFC Moscow uh, this week. Pretty cool, but before we get to that, what'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of the, uh, the, uh, the card, Lou, last week, MSG? I only bet three fights, and I won two of them. Yeah, I took Stephen Thompson, who was a winner. I took Masvidal, who was a winner. But I took uh, Masvidal and Diaz to go over or to go the distance. And should have, could have, would have, Lou, but I think it was going to. I mean, Diaz got through the worst beating part, and he wasn't going to stop Masvidal in the next two rounds. You never know what's going to happen, but I think I probably would have won that uh, that bet and gone three and zero. But hey, it is what it is. It's an entertaining fight, and I'm with Dana White. No need for a rematch. Like it was pretty one sided. We don't need to see that again, Lou. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I, and I absolutely love the card. As I said last week, it was fire from start to finish. And it was. Uh, I had a heck of a fun night. It's fun when you hit a few dogs. I lost with Arlovsky, uh, and I lost with Gillespie. I should have known better with Gillespie. Uh, but I had Masvidal, as you did. I had Thompson. I had uh, Corey Anderson. And I took Chukugian when Maya missed weight, which she, that's just another subject. And I had a little bit on till, so it was a huge night. And that always makes the card seem better, but I will say that for Masvidal and Diaz, uh, I'm so happy for this sport that it got to get to the point where these two guys not only could hold and, and, and front bill a card this deep, but I'm happy it happened for each of them because they're pioneers in the sport and they deserve it, and I'm tickled for them uh, regardless of result. Yeah, you know what? Listen, Diaz, I've got Masvidal. Diaz is already rich. I, everything we said last week about that fight yeah. was right. Everything I said, Cam, about Diaz. And Diaz was staying in our hotel, in our studio, yep. Cam. Like, you know, I've, I've seen sure. D, I've seen uh, Nate Diaz more than I've seen you in the last, like, a uh, couple of months. Essentially. <laughs> like, he was there all the time. Like, Yang's got multiple pictures with him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I was yeah, like, hey, there's photos, Nate again. Hey, right? there's Nate. There's Nate. There's Nate. Right? Yeah, like, I exactly. actually crossed yeah. my mind. I told someone. I said, I don't know if this guy's, like, when he's getting ready for the fight. I said, all he does is hang in the lobby all day taking pictures with people. Like, he could look like he could care less, Diaz. I swear to God. You know, and I'm not saying this disparagingly, but you saw in a, in a cage after, Lou, there wasn't a lot of outrage from Nate when the fight was stopped. He didn't care. You know, he talked smack at the press conference after, but... He, he he hugged Masvidal right after. He's different. I could tell even, like, um, the clothes he was wearing, Cam, and stuff. Like, I've known Diaz the whole time, right? 
he still dresses yeah. like the same. It's kind of funny. Like he dressed the same, but you can tell like he's got like an expensive hoodie on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you're right away. Him. You can just yeah, see you're like, like oh yeah. I noticed. I'm like, damn, he's got a nice jacket. Like he had this nice black jacket yeah. that a couple of years ago he wouldn't have had. Like he wouldn't even be wearing that. He had like entourage around him, Lou. Nate Diaz never had an entourage. Suddenly, there's like six guys, eight guys around him all the time now. You can just tell. Like, it's he, – he, he was actually smiling in pictures with people all week. You know what I mean? Like, when he came into the cage, did he give Masvidal the double finger? No. He didn't give that, like, you know what, F you. And that just – I'm Nate Diaz. He's different. He's just different now. All right, so uh, we got this Russia card, Lou, and I'm glad you're here because – Man, like, I, I'm going to make Cam pronounce tough. these names. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> the first one, was it? Well, we Mago know. Demo- Sh- oh, Shapiro. Who's- okay. Magomed Shapirov. Yeah, that's what it is. Zabit. Yeah, just Mago call Med him Shapirov. Zabit. That's, that's what everyone one. else does. Zabit. Yeah, we'll call him Zabit. Or Z- so Z- ZM. Yeah, Z- <laughs> Zabit. Minus 300 against uh, Calvin uh, Cater here. Qatar, Cater, whatever. Uh, what do you make of this fight, uh, Lou? Kid from Boston going to Moscow to take on one of their best prospects. Uh, you're the underdog uh, king. Do you like the underdog here and puncher's chance, or is the Russian too much? Well, I can tell you that uh, I, I, the answer to that question uh, I will give to you on Friday once I see them at the weigh-ins. And it's because of the situation surrounding this main event. Now, let's remember... This is a fight originally scheduled October 18th in Cater's backyard of Boston. But because of whatever, they had to move this off of that card and move it to this one, and they make it a headliner. And because apparently it was short notice, it stays a three-round fight. Now, uh, Cater goes from being a main event with Magomed Shapirov in Boston to now going to a, a, from his backyard, he now goes to the other guy's backyard, and it's a three-round fight. Uh, Magomed Shapiro's level of competition in the UFC is less than stellar. The only real true fight he had was against Jeremy Stevens, his last out, and he tired significantly in the third round, okay? And that's, That's pretty important to know. Though Magomed Shapirov is going to be the longer, taller man, he'll possess the more well-rounded game in that he's probably got the advantage on the floor and more than likely needs to get this fight to the floor to be successful. Cater is a really tight stand-up kickboxing boxer who's tough as nails and presses the, the fight forward. I think he's surely a step up from Stevens. And let's know that that fight in Boston, Magomed Shabirov, he opens up minus 300 for that fight. It was only on the boards for about two days. And after two days, he was back down to 245. So there was some cater love in Boston. Uh, and now in Russia, I think my only my only hesitation is if All right, Cater- hang in here, Luke. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. You want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? The damn Jutin. And join Daily Roto and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS line combos and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. And guys, remember, follow us on YouTube and Instagram at SportsGridTV. Thank you very much, Cam Stewart. All right, Lou uh, with us, uh, Gamblue.com. I'm just looking at a picture here as a beat, too. Like, pale, skinny, white guy. You know, six foot, uh, 145 pounds. <laughs> um, something you brought up earlier, Calvin is a very compact sort of bang, bang. Uh, type of fighter and I have seen Zabit get hit Lou he is hittable you know and he's so thin as well you know I'm always like wow like you know this guy's gonna get killed out there but you know Zabit is very good at keeping his distance from you he's got that kick and he's just sort of like a snake right you know what I mean like you don't you know when you see him he's not physically imposing but the next thing you know you're screwed a uh, very very you know tough spot going into to Moscow uh, to take this guy on, I think I think Zabit wins, but I think there'll be a few scares along the way for him, Lou, in the fight. That's the way I think it goes down. Did we lose Lou? Lou? Yeah. I guess we did. You hear music. <laughs> I hear like music in the background. I guess. <laughs> But I'm not of losing. Yeah, the music's here. Hear it, that, Gabe? It's very, very faint. The, yeah. the, the music's here. Oh, weird. They're playing oh, country okay. music at the uh, at the racetrack in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, so. say country music. I don't know. Have we lost Yang on? as well? Yeah. Like, there's Lou, there's no Yang. There's just, yeah. God. So is... All right. Um... I bet you he didn't hang up, uh, Yang, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, I don't understand how we don't know he's gone, though. Like, I mean, I've never been in a place where it's like, hello? Is he there or not? Like, there should be like a light. Like, we should know whether someone's there or not. But, um, yeah, you know, Zabit Cam, big, tall, lanky, skinny kid. Yeah. Big, tall, uh, lanky, skinny kid. He is hittable. Yeah, it's not like this Calvin dude's great, right? He's all right. You know, he's, he's a yeah. tough fighter and stuff. Minus 300. I was saying, Lou, I think Zabit's going to win, but he'll probably get rocked a couple of times. It seems like in every one of his fights, there's like a little mini scare for a moment. I, I It actually reminds me even of Khabib in the old days. I don't know if you remember the fight, Lou, but remember Michael Johnson rocked Khabib pretty good a couple of times. I even remember there was another fight with Khabib it was like his third or fourth fight in the UFC, man, and they were talking, oh, this guy in his takedown. Some dude, like, elbowed him pretty good, and, like, Khabib's knees kind of buckled a bit. 
It's amazing the fine line, Lou, like if just one guy would have messed him up early, he's not who he is now. But I was saying the same thing about Zabit. And Zabit's good at keeping his distance, so he's never really been tattooed a lot. So, you know, Calvin does have a puncher's chance here. You can't, you know, say he doesn't. Uh, Not only that, Gabriel, I'll go as far as saying that I I think his level of competition shows him to be better than what you're giving him credit for. Look at, he beat Andre Feely, Touchy Feely, who's definitely a ground fighter. He beats Shane Burgos. They throw Chris Fishgold, the wrestler, at him. He beats him. He knocks out Ricardo Lamas. In fact, his only loss in the last 10, 12 fights is Renato Moicano, and there's no shame in that. Uh, I think the level of competition makes Cater very live here. I I just want to wait and determine and make sure that he's focused from all the shenanigans and moving this fight to Russia because if he's frustrated and I see him screaming and yelling and telling, then that makes for a, t- a tight, angry fighter, and emotions don't work well in fighting, and that's all I'm waiting for. But I do like I do like Cater as a big dog here. I, surely Zabit is the favorite, but not 3-1, to one, even his own, in his own backyard. Uh, Alexander Volkov takes on uh, Greg Hardy. And, you know, there's always something with Greg Hardy's fights, man. Like, there, so... <laughs> yeah, and one of his fights, disqualification for an illegal knee. Last fight overturned because um, he used an inhaler in the octagon. Yep. He claims he had permission. Yeah, they said, whatever, you can't just do this because you say you have permission. So um, that fight was deemed a no contest. So they're rolling him out uh, here. Now, this is different, you know. He's gone from getting tomato cans in America <laughs> to, all right, Greg, it's almost like the UFC got frustrated with him or something, uh, uh, Lou, and they're like, you know what? Enough of this. Let's just send him to Russia now and get him beat. Like, because they've been giving him <laughs> opportunity after opportunity. And now, well, it's true, Cam, right? The thing with Greg Hardy is that yep. he gasses right away. Like, right away. Like, yeah, he's, no cardio. he's not very good. He's not very good. He's a good athlete. He's big. He's fat. Like I said, he's got the athleticism. I mean, the guy was a good NFL player, right? And, you know, it's not like he's a washed-up NFL player. He's not in the league for because of, you know, his situation. So he is a naturally gifted, serious-ass athlete, but he's not a great fighter, Lou. And, listen, I've been betting on Harvey, uh, on Hardy, and it actually bothers me because – you know, I'm kind of a hypocrite. I rip the guy all the time, and then I bet on him. But not here. Not here. Now, it doesn't mean I'm in a hurry to run to the window to bet 265 on Volkov, but I think this is where Hardy does get his first official loss, Lou. Well, to me, this is a pretty easy handicap. You describe Hardy very well, Gabriel. He is a gifted, freakish athlete. Long on power, explosion, and burst. And he's learning how to be a mixed martial artist. That don't come overnight. Meanwhile, Volklov is a mixed martial artist. And I would tell you that he's in the UFC. He's a world-class mixed martial artist. Sure, he got beat by Derek Lewis, but he's beaten the likes of Nelson, Struve, 
uh, Czech Congo. He has fought uh, professionally this guy since 2009. So the experience factor is all with Volkov. Look, you want to try and bet Hardy. Wait until the props come out and take Hardy in the first round knockout. And that's how he's going to win if he wins. However, if this fight enters the second round, Volkov will cut Hardy to ribbons. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I get it. I agree. And yeah, Greg Hardy can knock anyone out. I mean, with the power that he has. Thing is, he telegraphs it, right? He comes in like you know, he's he's learning. I mean, they're throwing him in here like this. I mean, if his name wasn't Greg Hardy, he wouldn't be at the level that he's at uh, right now, getting the fights that he does even. But Volkov's good, man. Volkov's good. And, you know, I used to watch Strike Force uh, Lou a lot. I like Strike Force. And, uh, you know, he was in Strike Force. I've seen Volkov, like, for years. Um, or, excuse me, Bellator. He was in Bellator. Um, I always confuse Bellator, Strike Force. But, anyways, you know, in the secondary leagues. I, so I've watched Volkov quite a bit. He, he can be frustrating, like a lot of these Russian guys, that sometimes he doesn't do anything. Yet, I hate to be general and stereotype typecast, but. You know, half these Russian guys are very shady when it comes to MMA. And I'm just being factual. <laughs> Especially at Bellator. Like, there was... No, Cam, I'm telling you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I heard from a sports book. They said, these guys think we're stupid. Yeah, They're like, every, like, Russian yeah, part exactly. of every city in America is betting this stuff against their guy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. uh, it was an, an odds maker that we know. Like, he basically yeah. said, he's like, yeah. He goes, it's all Russians in this part of Ohio. And they're all betting against the guy. He said, and then uh, it started yeah. about 10 minutes later. Jersey money started coming in against these guys. Yep. And what a coincidence. Yep. That night in Bellator, who would have guessed it? There was like five major upsets. Wow. Yes. Who would have guessed that happening? Every Russian in the free world was betting against every Russian that night. One of the Russians just uh, quit in the ring. <laughs> he was like, I, he just tapped like it was gold, man. It, it might have been like the most corrupt, you the most corrupt MMA show in the history of MMA. <laughs> That's awesome. Sometimes I've watched Volkov. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, but uh, like Lou said, he's on a roll though, and the UFC has been really good. And I'm not saying Volkov's on a take or anything. He's he's for real, this guy. Um, lost yeah. to Derek Lewis. He's going to mess Hardy up. It'll be a learning experience from Hart for Hardy. Volkov, Lou, the one thing is he's smart. He's got a good fight IQ, this guy, so he's not going to walk into something. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he's going to be the taller, longer man. I love his experience. And, and look, he, he, we know he doesn't possess big power. What he does, he does through combinations. Yeah. Precision, Kicks. knees, and Kicks. again, the experience. So I hope this gets to the second round because what we're going to see is what we'd see in the street if some big muscle-bound bouncer started lipping off to a lean 185-pound mixed martial artist, a one-sided fight. Yeah, Volkov's going to get him. Volkov's going to get him. A little, little home cooking. Not to mention, guys, this stuff goes to the judges, Cam. Yeah, good luck being the American. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think they're like in Moscow? <laughs> like, yeah, like be be aware of uh, of the judging, which should be very interesting. All right, Lou, anything on the undercard uh, you like on this fight? On these this hey, fight let card? Me just ex- 
Yeah, in, in this particular instance, I think there's a number. All right, hold on. By, so my bad. All right. My bad for throwing it to you right here. Hold on, hold on. We'll get it. We'll get it on the other side. All good. God, ESPN still yammering on about Kawhi Leonard not playing tonight. We get it. He's not playing. Never ends. If it was LeBron not playing, you'd say, oh, he's so smart for saving his body. Get on the grid. Game time decisions. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Gambler, this show's just uh, flying by. Me and Cam will be back uh, tonight at 8 o'clock for in-game live. Scott Wetzel will join us. It's a Mac uh, night tonight. Uh, NHL hockey, we'll see if Cam likes anything on the ice uh, here this evening. And then we got some NBA basketball. Uh, if you haven't heard, Kawhi Leonard's not playing. Um, ESPN very upset about this somehow. Uh, maybe you should uh, fight, you know, start an investigation. Uh, get a special committee to look into this. So uh, Lou is with us, uh, Gamblu. So Lou, let's just be quick. Anything on the undercard? Like, man, like I said, I looked at this card and I was like, oh, they must be in Russia this week because let's see, Cam. Uh, we got, uh, what is it, Georgie? Georgie Popoff versus Davey Grant. <laughs> Alexander Yakolev versus Roosevelt Roberts. Roosevelt Roberts, what her name? Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to get this one. Abdukar Nurgam. Okay, yeah, Nurgaman and Medoff. <laughs> yeah, it's his brother. Uh, yeah. What's it? Yeah, Rus- yeah, yeah, his brother. Ruslan Kab- uh, Kabilov versus Sergey Kandazako. Kandazako. You know what it is, actually? I-, I can read Russian. Like, knowing hockey, I can read Russian names. I just can't yeah, see. it's not that hard. <laughs> like, but, yeah. like, hard I got to lead in. And, like, I'm like, what's that say? Yeah, I just can't see it. Yeah, I can, like, yeah. actually pronounce it, but I have a hard time seeing it. So, Lou, we can go first name only if needed, but anything on the undercard you like here? Yeah, guys, listen, there's a lot of Russians versus someone else, and I would lean to the Russians in every case simply because of uh, what you stated <laughs> already in this show. However, there's one fight, Kabilov against Kandosko, okay? That's a Russian versus Russian, and it's two ships going different ways, guys. The 6'1", the taller, younger Candozo uh, is going to have a little reach advantage, and he's ascending. And Kabilov's a 155-pound fighter fighting up at 170. He's had a little bit of a layoff. His last fight was a knockout loss to Ferreira. Candosco's the dog, and he's live here. All right, Lou, Gamblu.com. Uh, Lou, anything in the NFL um, you want to hit right? A big game tomorrow, actually, yep. Raiders and uh, Chargers. Both Mark Lawrence and uh, Cam leaning Chargers uh, in this game. I haven't made my official decision yet, and I probably should have. I've sort of wavered. Earlier in the week when I saw it, I was like, oh, Chargers will win this game. And then as the week sort of goes on, I'm very impressed with what the Raiders have accomplished so far this year. 
And I don't think the Raiders, I don't think it's a fluke what they've done. I just think young young talent, hard work, they're buying in, good play calling, good quarterback play. They're running the ball. Jacob's been good. I think the Raiders are like a fluke. And I think and their schedule has been so tough. I'm impressed with their four and four record. And then you get the Chargers who weren't as bad as everyone made them out to be. What's your opinion on that game if you have one? Very little opinion on that game. I'll watch and learn. I lean Oakland, but I will say this. I, I think there's a mismatch in Dallas, and, and the wrong team may be favored. According to Aaron Schatz, football outsiders, Dallas played the 30th-ranked schedule of opponents' offenses so far this year and the 32nd-ranked schedule of opponents' defenses. Minnesota's a balanced team, and you can give Kirk Cousins all the heat you want. Minnesota plus three, baby. That's where I'm hanging my hat this week. Yeah, it's tough to not take the Vikings as an underdog. My only Uh, problem with the game is with Kirk Cousins, and he cost me this past week. I tried tried to middle it. No, you know what the deal is, Cam? Kirk Cousins doesn't beat teams with winning records. Like, all of his wins in his career, essentially. All of his wins. The same like Baker Mayfield. Like, Baker Mayfield has only beaten the Baltimore Ravens. That's the only team he's ever beaten that's had a winning record. And Kirk Cousins is so, like, he feasts on the week, this guy. Uh, I want to get the exact number here. 6-28. and 28. See, I was going to say 6-26. and 26. It's actually 6-28. and 28. So Kirk Cousins in games versus teams that have a winning record, he's won six times. Uh, but Zimmer is so good out of the division, Lou. And they, you know, they coughed it up last week. I listen. I think Minnesota are a better team than Dallas, so I, I'm not going to argue your pick. I'm just stating that Kirk Cousins thing bothers me a bit. He doesn't win when he has to. That's the problem with this guy. Yeah, well, you know what? If Bart Starr and Peyton Manning had to play for the Redskins under that grease fire, they they wouldn't have done much better. But okay, <laughs> the grease fire. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's played for the Minnesota Vikings now for two years, and he hasn't done much better, Lou. Look, look, last year, he's on the Vikings. You're you're exactly correct. And he still can't beat teams with a winning record. Okay, I I won't go that far. I think think the jury's still out. I hope you'll at least give me that. Let's see what happens this year. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Let's see what happens Sunday night. Yeah. No, no, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's on the Redskins. I could argue, though, the Redskins actually have talent. Like, they they were a playoff team. Were they a playoff team because of Kirk Cousins? Yeah, or, yeah, well, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'd say yes. He had a really good year that year. Like, he, listen, I wrote him. He I'm sure not did. an anti-Kirk Cousins guy, or at least I wasn't. But I've seen enough. Like, there's an old saying, was it, my Angelou. If somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And Kirk Cousins has shown us who he is enough, I think. But, I, 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 you know, I have a lot of respect for Zimmer and the Vikings, too. Um, Lou, gamblo.com. Check out Lou on Twitter. Enemy. Yep. I'll quote public enemy. Don't believe the hype. All right. Don't believe the hype to what? The Kirk Cousins, the choker? <laughs> Don't hey guys, right, I appreciate thanks, Lou. the time each week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have Lou. a good one, Lou. I wouldn't say it's so much hype. I mean, he's six and twenty-eight, Ken. 
I like I didn't. You know, I mean, it's not really well, like there's a lot of. And like I said, the, yeah, the Redskins were actually good. And if you recall, I don't want to get on argument with Lou, but if you recall, he was actually the weakness of that team at times. You know how many he times the Redskins came to this close to putting Colt McCoy in? Like they were like, you know I what? Know. He's throwing this. He can't do this. And, you know, he had that one good year. And then even then in big games, he would choke. Like Kirk Cousins' record on prime time is terrible. Monday Night Football is terrible. Playoff terrible. Like, I get it. He's on, you know what I mean? He was on the Washington Redskins. But it was the same thing in college. He is who he is. Like, when you're 6-28, and 28, it's not a Redskins thing anymore. It was the same crap last year with Minnesota. I mean, let's be real. The Minnesota Vikings were better when Case Keenan was their quarterback. They hold their breath every time they snap the ball with Kirk Cousins, guys. All right? There's For a sure. reason why the Vikings have run the ball more than anyone else in the NFL this year. The reason is they don't trust Kirk Cousins, and they're stuck with him. They gave him a four-year contract, they, they, and they don't have a choice. So, you know what, they've done a better job sort of managing them this year, and they sort of realized in Minnesota, we can't ask this guy to win a game for us. You know what I mean? Like, Kirk Cousins can play well, Cam, if you're leading 14-3 and you're running the ball and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you're down 14-3, he's not your guy. Like, he looks nervous. You can just tell. Like, he's... Kirk? You know, it's, frust- it's frustrating because I like the Vikings, know, but in a big time, he will make a mistake at the wrong time. It's what you talked about with Bill O'Brien and Yates. Kirk Cousins is that way, but he makes more plays than Yates. That's what he is. He's good for a bad play every game, a big mistake. That's what he does. But he also, and you're right, he beats up lesser lights. That's what he does. And you're right with a game with a ground game of Dalvin Cook, it's going to open up the door to make it easier for a guy like Kirk Cousins. And he still makes a lot of mistakes in the game. I'm with you. I'm not totally sold either. Just because the numbers are a little bit better, I'm not totally jumping back on that bandwagon. I've seen him screw up too many times. Yeah, I'm not in a hurry. I can live with a teaser because I think they'll they'll compete. They'll hang around in the game. Dallas play a pretty slow tempo. Yeah. So I I think a teaser is a good spot. But, yeah, I have a hard time running to the window and jumping. Like, ah, I love the Vikings here. Just because of Kirk Cousins, to be honest. You know, solely. All right, tonight, uh, New York Knicks at Detroit Pistons. Wow. This is a terrible game. Um, the Pistons are really bad. They're really bad. We know about the Knicks. The total's 206. I've been making money with these Knicks unders, Cam. Like, they don't score. And Detroit can't really score too much either. You know, it's it's freaking low. I don't like going under 206, but we're going to go under the number here. Going to go under the number in a Nick Piston game. Wizards and uh, Pacers. The Pacers get no respect from the odds maker. They're minus three no, they tonight. Don't. The Wizards have actually been okay. Beal's just bombing away every night. Uh, the Pacers are the play there. It's a back-to-back, but it doesn't matter. This is another one. The Bulls and the Hawks. The Bulls blew a 20-point lead last night. I'm kicking myself for not jumping Barely in covered. on Cam. We were on the air together. Yeah. Um, yep. I saw the Bulls blow a 16-point lead to the Knicks. Like, I was talking about the Bulls the other night uh, on a show, and they're bad. Like, I saw them firsthand. Like, they're really, really bad. Yeah. They have a bunch of good players, but they they don't play as a team. They all stand around. Like, they're a bad team. The Houston Rockets are 16-point favorites, bro. 
I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking the Warriors. I'm taking the Warriors plus 16. If it gets out of hand, it gets out of hand. But they're battling. I'll take my they're chance. They're battling. I actually like that play. I like that play. Sac- Sacramento are at Toronto. Toronto probably cover. They've been covering. I want to put Toronto in a parlay. I need to win tonight. I want to get uh, my action back from last night. So what do we go with? Toronto Raptors with what? The Milwaukee Bucks? It's not bad, actually. Minus 130? The Clippers won't beat the Bucks tonight without Kawhi. They need Kawhi to harass uh, Giannis. Like, they're not... They, they, the Clippers can't win without... That's why they're all pissed off, too. I don't fully trust Dallas against Orlando tonight, Cam. That feels like... It wouldn't shock me if Orlando upset him. Yep. Minnesota yeah, minus four at nice Memphis. Eh. In-game live is the way to do it, Gabe. We're going to get better numbers, right? Like, just... Uh, you could find something maybe that tickles your fancy. A better line. You know, a team that you like gets off to a bad start. You get an inflated spread. That's the way I'm going to approach it. I, I only like a couple things tonight, but just pick your spots, right? It's a, it's a very, uh, it's kind of a tough card tonight. There's nothing that really jumps out. Speak speak for yourself, Cam. I'm picking every spot. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Every game. Okay. Every game. I'm going to bet every game. No. <laughs> Um, no, it's true. You got to be careful. You can't just say, oh, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll yeah. take this, I'll take that. Yeah. And we haven't even gotten into the million college games tonight, too. All right, NHL. What are you doing in the NHL tonight? Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Edmonton Oilers at minus 140, and I'm going to go back to the Rangers one more time. I like both small favorites, uh, and I'm probably going to parlay them as well. I like the Rangers to beat Detroit. Detroit's even more of a train wreck than them. St. Louis had a tough time, got it done in Vancouver, now going to Edmonton. Edmonton in a good spot tonight. In uh, college basketball, it might be too many points with uh, Wisconsin Green Bay getting uh, 23 against Purdue, Gabe. That's a game that I'm looking at, and I'm going to take Ohio plus the seven in college football. That's it for me. Um, all right, so I'm going to give you guys that we're getting out of here, actually, in a minute. The show did go by fast. Let's go under the 206 and the Knicks and the Pistons in the NBA. I will take the Pacers minus the three. Uh, Pacers minus three, Knicks-Pistons under 206, Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Moneyline Parlay is uh, minus 130 in the uh, in the MAC game, the college football game. I like it too. We'll take the uh, the points where we get seven and a half. Like that. It's the battle yep, of the bricks. Seven. That's what you call yep. the rivalry. You get a brick. Uh, battle of the bricks. Brick. Smash a brick over their head. Let's go, Miami. All right, we'll see you in an hour. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. They just announced a couple of minutes ago, Colorado voters narrowly approve legalized sports betting. 
which makes Denver, Colorado a pretty freaking cool place to be. You go to Colorado, you can uh, recreationally entertain yourself, and you can bet on sports as well. Mark Lawrence joins us. How you doing, Mark? Colorado sounds like Toronto to me, Gabe. Uh, I don't know if legalized wagering is in Toronto or not, yep. but uh, yeah, it is the place to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to play parlays. Not single though, that's, game. That's oh. besides the point. Parlays. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that. That's beside the point. But you know, and honestly, guys, this goes to show though, because I don't think the people of Colorado who voted to legalize marijuana and they decriminalized uh, the mushrooms. The mushrooms is like, you can't walk around everywhere buying it, but anyways. But it was pretty, like, by a wide margin. It just goes to show the power of the anti-lobby. And, Mark, it's always... I guarantee you, like, the people that were trying to block sports betting in Colorado, it wasn't because of some moral or ethical stance that gambling is bad. You know it was like the actual casinos uh, that do it, right? Like, how the hell is California not legalized sports betting? Because the Nevada Nevada system basically pumps so much money into the California political system that even though it's another state, like, people don't realize that, like, how powerful out-of-state interest can be when it comes to things like this, Mark. Because, like, the people of Colorado, what do they care if they're sports betting? You guys legalized weed already. But, but you get the powers to be and the, uh, the lobbyists of competing casinos and gaming interests. And, you know, classic example, Mark, is uh, Sheldon Adelson in Vegas. You know, this guy's got a thing going in Vegas. He's got a thing going in Macau. But he doesn't want someone in Wyoming betting on their own. Because in his mind, he thinks that you're not coming to his properties anymore. It's a very, very uh, complicated situation, this stuff, Mark. What is the state nearest Colorado that does have legalized sports wagering? <laughs> I imagine with it, Nevada. Question. Yeah, it is so, Nevada. So the, yeah, it, there was yeah. the other ones are on the eastern sideboard. Yep. So there wasn't any neighboring influence Sorry, that way. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 888-760-3776.